Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Plus Model Radio, the number one podcast for plus-size women. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis, coming to you live from Los Angeles. Today is Monday, May 10th, 2010, and as always, I've got a fantastic show for you this evening. On today's show, we have three plus-size models at various stages of their careers. Our first guest, Molly is a new model and just won a uh, model search with Catherine's and is at the beginning of her career just getting started. And our second guest, Muslima, is a top model right now, and she's in a lot of campaign, and she's current, and she's six years in. And then our third guest, Tracy, is a veteran in the plus modeling industry, and she's been modeling for over 15 years and now is in the second phase of her career as an entrepreneur. So they're all going to have great advice and great stories, and it's going to be interesting to hear about the, the industry from three different perspectives and three different levels. So as I said, coming up later on the show are Tracy Stern and Muslima Shabazz, and up first is Molly Tessa, but we also are going to hear from our Plus Model Radio contributors, Madeline Figueroa-Jones and Sage Salzer, a little later on. Now, our first guest, Molly, lives in Clearwater, Florida, and is a part-time substitute teacher at a special education center. She used to teach full-time, but is now focused on pursuing plus-size modeling as her career. She recently won the Catherine's Real Women Model Search and won a two-year modeling contract with Dorothy Combs Models. And... Also, an appearance in a marketing campaign for Catherine's and a trip to New York City for a professional photo shoot and spa treatment and a $1,000 gift certificate. And her career is definitely off to a great start. Let's welcome Molly to the show. Hi, Molly. Are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me on your show. Well, thanks for being on the show. So tell us, how did you find out about the Catherine's uh, Real Women Model Search? <laughs> well, I've been trying to pursue plus-size modeling, and my friend's husband actually saw the ad in a flyer, and he called me, and I went over there, and they showed it to me, and I sat down immediately with them and wrote the essay. It required a there was an application page you had to download and then an essay, and you had to submit a couple of pictures. So I immediately typed up the essay <laughs> and was reading it to them and read it to my husband, and they gave me their input, and I printed it instantly and shoved it in the envelope and put it in the mail. And uh, 
So that same day you asked. learned about the contest, <laughs> yes. you sent in your submission? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't and, playing. Um, <laughs> no, no, I was serious about it. And um, I know you had asked if I still had the essay to read, and it's kind of ironic because they've picked on me so because they're like, you should have saved it. But I was so eager to just print it off and get it in the envelope that I didn't. But I read it so many times, I mostly remember all of it. So what did it say? It was supposed to be 50 words or less, and it pretty much just said, tell why you think you are a real woman and why Catherine should choose you as the winner for this contest. Mm -hmm. So I started it with, um, I am a real woman. I am a substitute teacher. I am a... I am a kind person. I am a daughter. I am a sister. I am beautiful inside. I embody the confidence that Catherine's clothes make you want to show. And I have the self-confidence that Catherine's clothes make you feel. And that's not word for word, but that's Mm -hmm. basically the general gist. But I shoved it immediately in the envelope and put it right in the mailbox. I mean, hey, <laughs> it worked, like, so it did the job. You should have saved it, yeah. <laughs> and so you recently went from teaching full-time to part-time to pursue being a plus-size model. So before you entered, entered this model search, um, did you already make that career change, or did you just do that after you won? Um. I've constantly been pursuing it for about two years, and I've I've been lucky. I've gotten some things locally in this area, a lot of fit modeling work, which is based off your measurements. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, something I would like to say to everybody who is aspiring to be in this industry, stay strong, because I got rejected so many times from so many places, and it is such a blessing to win this Catherine contest after – so many people over and over and over telling you you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not skinny enough, you're not tall enough, you don't have the right look, you're this, you're that. Mm-hmm. For over two years, and some of the companies repeatedly rejected me. <laughs> um, so it just, you know, if you want something, just stay true to it and stay true to yourself and work hard and never give up just because somebody says you're not what they think you should be. Just right, because it, you might be exactly what somebody else is looking for. Exactly, exactly. So one of your prizes um, when you won the model search was a trip to New York. Now, was that your first time in New York, and how did that go? I had been to New York as a child with my family, but that was my first time going as an adult for something so fun. (laughs) It was amazing. The trip started off a little shaky because my airplane had been struck by lightning here in Florida. (laughs) We had a terrible lightning storm, and that next morning they said this plane was unsafe. So, of course, you know, with every plane, you know, having some issues, everything to New York was either booked or canceled. So I was starting to have a little panic in the airport, but um, the, the marketing team at Catherine's was so accommodative, and they were so helpful and great. And after several hours of trying to work something out, we ended up getting a flight into Philly, and that's mm-hmm. where Catherine's is based with Charm Shop. Mm-hmm. And um, the marketing director who I had worked with, she ended up meeting me at the Philly airport, which was so nice, and she rode into New York City with me. Um <clears throat> So we had to rearrange some travel plans and everything. So that was a little interesting of a start. But once I got there, they were amazing. The trip was amazing. Um, 
the staff at Catherine's was they spoiled me. They did above and beyond. It was an amazing experience, and the photo shoot was great. And all uh-huh. that models, was your first major photo shoot, right? Yes. So were you nervous? How did the photo shoot go? I was. It was weird. It was half just nervous out of my mind, <laughs> and then the <laughs> other half of me felt, "Hey, this is where I belong. This is what I want to do." Mm-hmm. So it felt. It almost felt just right on the inside with still a little bit of nerve. It was surreal. Surreal would be a good word. The whole thing was just very surreal. Like, I still can't believe I won. I still can't believe I went to New York. It's it's all still sinking in, but it was incredible. And the staff was amazing, and the other models I met there were fantastic, and they were such excellent posers. It was so great to watch them and learn. And after the photo shoot, you had the opportunity to go to lunch with some of the professional models. Now, who was there, and did they give you any career advice? Yes, um, I got to meet Randy and Sage. Those were Catherine's models that I got to meet. And then there are also um, some members from the marketing team and then the stylist from the shoot were also there. Mm -hmm. So I got to meet all of them, and the models gave me a lot of excellent advice. They're also, um, their agent is also Dorothy Combs, the one that you win to your contract with through this contest. So mm-hmm. they told me a lot about her and explained a lot about that agency in the modeling industry, and they told me a lot about the Catherine's photo shoots. And Sage, I got to meet her. She'll be on your show tonight. She's actually the one who told me of your show and asked me if I would be interested, and I was very excited about that. Yeah. So, hi, Sage. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like you just said, you um, won a two-year contract with Dorothy Combs. Now, just because... You got the modeling contract. It's still a lot of work to do to get your career um, up and going. So, so far, have you faced any obstacles or challenges with getting your career started even after you got the contract? Yes. Well, like you said, they're two separate things. So the trip to New York was one half of it. Mm -hmm. And now as far as to get this other ball rolling, as far as working with Dorothy and getting this contract started, I need to meet with her and get down to Miami and do some test shots with her and make a comp card for her agency and start submitting that. Oh, so you haven't even gotten that far yet. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um... One of your prizes, like I just said, was with Dorothy Combs. Now, did she tell you there were anything you need to do to, um, you know, improve your chances to be more marketable in the um, modeling industry? Well, we've been in fourth back in touch, and I've submitted some snapshots to her over the email, and she's just asked me to kind of keep her updated with those and we have to coordinate schedules for me to get down there and pretty much take it from there. Now, would you, are, you, are, you, are your plans to relocate to a larger market? Um, if that's what it took, I would be open to doing that for my career. But from what I understand is you can pretty much travel to where mm-hmm. your jobs are booked, and I'm open to that as well. I'm just so grateful for this opportunity. I would do whatever I needed to do. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So now that you won the contest and you're going to have, you know, your first client is going to be a major one in your portfolio, what are your ultimate goals and dreams as far as your plus modeling career? Well, I would like, I would love to 
take it wherever I can go with it. Um, anybody who would like to use me as their model, I would be glad to be their model. <laughs> There's so many uh, excellent opportunities now to be a plus model, and it's so nice that it's becoming more prevalent, and it's so nice that there's actually retailers who are starting to market towards women, and, you know, several years ago, you don't, you didn't find this, and it's just really nice now that they have clothing stores catered to us, and um, other stores that are starting to launch lines for us, and it's just, it's more realistic, and I think it's great that they're starting to realize that they should include everybody. And um, so you have you still starting and you're still beginning. And what advice would you give? I know you said don't quit, but if you wouldn't have won this model search, do you think you would still be pursuing it? And you think you would still be going strong, or were you getting kind of discouraged? Oh, it's easy to get discouraged when people are constantly telling you that you're not good enough. Um, I would still be trying. There's several plus-size agencies throughout the United States and all over the world, really, that you can send pictures to mm-hmm. and you keep trying. You know, you, even if you send a one comp card out, you still practice and look for different looks and shoot with different photographers and who's to say that one year later you can't resubmit another comp card to everybody. Right. Now, what do you think is harder, being a plus-size model or a teacher? (laughs) Both have pros and cons (laughs) (laughs) on any given day. Um, Well, I'm a special ed teacher, so there's a lot of difficulties with that some days. (laughs) Right, right. But then when you look at something like modeling, hey, I don't think it's unreasonable that a lot of your trips could start out with planes being struck by lightning and having to reroute through a different city, and that's a trial you don't have to face just going to a school every day. (laughs) Right, right. So I guess it's nothing perfect. It's pros and cons to everything, (laughs) like you said. (laughs) (laughs) So, um do you have a, a website yet? Do you have anything online where people can check you out? No, I haven't really gotten to that phase yet. It's still pretty new. Right. Anything coming up that we can be on the lookout for or or we just have to wait till you till you get your new photos? Um guess wait till new photos. Maybe perhaps I'll start putting things up on Facebook. So you are on Facebook? You have a Facebook profile? I am profile? on Facebook. Um, but my, Molly Tessa is my middle name, um, and uh, my Facebook is actually under my last name, which is Stiglitz. Um, okay. I know that my mom just put some pictures that were taken at the Catherine shoot in New York on there. I'm not to the professional level yet. I have I have some work to do. <laughs> which was cool. I mean, you're off to a great start because there are some models that have been modeling for years and still haven't got a Catherine photo shoot. So. I know. It's so amazing. <laughs> so you started off with a bang. <laughs> well, continued success with your career, and I look forward to seeing you grow, and you'll have to keep us posted um, as you progress in the industry. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for being on the show. Enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
So that was Molly, the winner of Catherine's Real Women Model Search. And look out for her. Um, She's going to have a lot of um, exciting things coming up with that under her belt. Now we're going to have a word from our sponsors. It's that time of year again. Get ready for Atlanta's most epic event for bold, beautiful, confident, sexy, and curvaceous women everywhere. Project Curve Appeal and Pink City Entertainment presents a weekend full of fun and excitement, starting with the fourth annual Bachelorette Expo hosted by Venom on Friday, May 21st, featuring all the things women love. Novelties, accessories, fashion, pole dance classes, and, of course, the male review. And just when you thought that was enough on Saturday, May 22nd, there's the Model Me Experience featuring a giant photo shoot and model training, the Curve Appeal Beauty Fashion and Health Expo featuring amazing vendors, and the Respect My Curves Fashion Show, and the first ever Curvy Masquerade Party for those sexy ladies with Curve Appeal and the men that love them. All events are held at the Springport Center in Midtown. For more information, call 702-518-1722. That's 702-518-1722. Or visit www.projectcurveappeal.com. And we're back to the show, and up next is one of our Plus Model contributors, Madeline Figueroa-Jones, and um, we're a little early. So while we are waiting for her to call in, I want to remind you that Plus Model Radio has a website now at www.plusmodelradio.com. And if you haven't checked it out already, make sure you go to the website. On the website, you can see the upcoming episodes, the archive episodes. You can see um, my bio and a link to my website. You can see the, read about the contributors. And also is where you can submit to be a guest on the show. So if you're interested in being a guest on the show but you don't know how to submit, you go to plusmodelradio.com and there's a form. Um, I think it's contact us and you just submit your information. And It's also a place if you want to advertise on the show and play your commercial like the one we just heard um, from Curve Appeal. Also, um, don't forget to join the Plus Model Radio fan page at www.facebook.com slash plusmodelradio. And we have a lot of exciting shows coming up and some surprises. So make sure you tune in every Monday evening at 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. But if you miss the show live, you can always go to the website and play it anytime at your convenience. So, I'm filling time waiting for, uh, our, here we go. Now, here's our contributor, Madeline, is going to give us the latest in the industry. Hey, Maddie, what's up? Hi, how are you? Good. So, what's going on in the curvy community? Well, everything is buzzing here in New York City. There's so much going on. I've spoken to about three different designers just today. And I'm very excited about everything that's going on in New York. Um, Full Figure Fashion Week, of course, is the primary focus for June. Mm-hmm. And so the designers and everybody's really excited about it. So that's going really well. Um, 
And then I'm going, I'm really excited about the June issue. Um, I just got a phone call that another one of our models that was featured in a previous issue of Plus was signed to Ford in Chicago. So we're going wow. to be doing, yeah. So I um, emailed back and forth with her bo- new booker at Ford, and we're going to be doing an interview with her and have some follow-up um, pictures from her shoot. And so you can see how, you know, she was a natural in front of the camera. We shot her here in New York. Her name is Emma Mayer, mm-hmm. and she's just absolutely wonderful. She's actually one of the uh, last year's winners from the Torrid Model Search. Oh, okay. Yeah, along with Natalie, who's in the beauty this month. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's doing really, really well in Chicago, and so we're going to be doing an interview with her, kind of following up with her so that, you know, those aspiring models that feel like, oh, you know, you win a model search, nothing ever happens, or, you know, you're just one of many or nothing ever happens, you know, you really don't know the steps that you take that will take you, you know, to the next level in your career. Exactly. Um, yeah, and then we are going to be making um, some details known in our fourth anniversary issue in July. It's going to be Plus Model Magazine's fourth anniversary issue. Mm. And um, Has it been four we, years already? Already. Four years. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're doing a model search here in New York City. Okay. And um, we are going to be putting out the, e- the details in the July issue. Um, it's going to be very exciting, um, very nice. It's going to be in my hometown, so I can't wait to see all the models coming for the model search and coming to the casting, so it's going to be very nice. I'm very, very excited about that. And um, that's pretty much it. Those are the, the topics of this week. And the cover model for this month is absolutely fabulous. Oh, my goodness. Jordan was a dream to work with. She was just, like, you can just, you know, I mean, we work with a lot of really great models, but you could just tell those models that it's they're just so fluid she was so nice. She was so spiritual. She was just a joy. Every, the whole entire day was just completely amazing. She was so great in front of the camera. It was hard choosing her pictures because she had so many great shots. Wow. And she's smart. She's very smart. You know, she's one of those models that's not saying, well, I'm pretty. I'm just going to model for the rest of my life. She's almost done with her degree in law. She's going to be a lawyer. Really? So, yeah. So she's she's really smart. She has a lot of knowledge, and she came from a model search. That's how she started uh-huh. in the modeling industry. So, you know, you just never know. You know, and I can't stress enough for the aspiring models. You know, we get emails all the time and um, uh, posts on our Facebook uh, fan page about, you know, I'm, a, I'm starting out, I'm a plus-size model, I want a model, I'm an aspiring model. You know, you really have to, I can't emphasize enough, you really have to read, you have to research, you have to take those steps. You know, there's Mm -hmm. models out there that are walking in the mall and they get scouted, but that's not everybody. The the boards are not filled with those girls. The boards are filled with those girls that are taking those steps to get into that position. Exactly. You know, Mm -hmm. I respect the hustle. I do Mm -hmm. respect the hustle. (laughs) You know, just do it in a way, you know, with integrity. You know, don't beat beat everybody over the head with, you know, 
your 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 pictures all the time and you know I'm still waiting I'm still waiting I'm still waiting you know that kind of gets you know on people's nerves you know and I can't tell you how many people have called me to tell me that oh you know but you know just do it with integrity have some pride in who you are and know that people are watching you you know it just takes a little bit of time you know there's a lot of models out there and there's a lot of models that are like well why hasn't Maddie picked me for the cover or why am I not in an editorial because it hasn't been your time yet you know and what I mean everybody it's, has their time. Exactly. You just have to give it a little bit of time. You know, we're, we're working on it. You know, we're we're working on different concepts, and you'll be perfect for your concept, and that's what you want. You want to be comfortable on, you know, with your concept and what it puts you in, and that's what I'm doing. So it's well, really great. I think we're doing so well. The industry is just, you know, completely buzzing with so much going on. Yeah, it's a good time. It's the curvy revolution. It's truly is. It truly is. In fact, the Curvy Revolution, we're going to be involved with the Curvy Revolution yes. um, next February. I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm going to be a judge, and I've been speaking with Kiki Dillard a lot. She's a great woman, just com- so inspiring. And um, we're going to be working with them in, in a future issue of PLUS. So I'm not going to divulge too much information, but it's really going to be really, really cool. So I'm really excited about that as well. Well, awesome. Sounds like a lot of good things going on, yeah. and I know you'll keep us posted as yes, things absolutely. progress. And absolutely. thank you for contributing to the show today. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll talk to you later. All righty. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. And definitely check out this month's edition of Plus Model Magazine and I'm telling you, that's one of my favorite uh, covers because Jordan, she's bad. She has it going on. Now, our next guest, she's bad and she has it going on too, Muslima Shavas. Muslima is originally from Alaska but now resides in New York, and she has been modeling for six years, and she's represented by Click New York, Wilhelmina L.A., and Dorothy Combs. She has been the face of Ashley Stewart for numerous campaigns, and some of her other clients include Macy's, Dab Shops, Kohl's, Playtex, and Fruit of the Loom. Let's welcome Muslima to the show. Hi, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, no, thank you. I know my voice sounds like a Smurf on the radio, but, you know. (laughs) You're fine, you're fine. So tell us, how did you get started as a plus-size model? I started my ex-boyfriend at the time. um, I've always wanted to model, and I've always been a big girl. You know, I was never that size 2, you know, stick-thin figure. I was always a big girl into sports, softball, volleyball, what have you, and, you know, he was like, you know, there are plus models. I was like, really? And I was like, well, he's seen me naked, so maybe, you know, it's true. And I went <laughs> I, I went to open call for Wilhelmina, and they signed me up on the spot. Really? Really, yeah. When you just walked in the door, they were like, we want you, you're signed? I walked in, the open call, I think it was like Wednesday at 10 a.m., I got off work, and Walked in, and I brought some pictures I had taken when I was in Hawaii on vacation. Like, okay, we want you. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah. Wow, it was meant for you. So once you signed with the agency, did you have struggles getting your career started, or did you start booking automatically? No, it was a struggle. Um, I was still doing a corporate job. I just graduated from college, and, 
you know, trying to balance the two. And, you know, you graduate from college, you get a degree, you go into corporate America, and you're like, okay, you know, maybe this is my life, maybe this is what I want to do. And right. I realized that, no, this this isn't what I want to do. And, you know, my first job came probably maybe like three months after I had signed with them. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, this is like, this is what I've dreamed of. This is what I want to do. And so what was the first job that you booked? It was, oh, it was the division of Macy's. Um, God, they're not even around anymore. They're in the South. They're represented by the South. But I it was something good. It was something yeah, major. It was, it was something great, and it was amazing. And I flew down there, and I did my thing, and I was like, yeah, this is it. And the wheels were set in motion, and a year and a year later, I was like, okay, I'm done with corporate America, and I want to model. So now do you model full-time, or do you have a day job just part-time? Modeling is my full-time job, but I do have a part-time job. I do. Okay. So one of your clients um, that we're all familiar with seeing you is Ashley Stewart. Now, um, you've modeled with Ashley Stewart consistently for a long time. How long have you modeled with Ashley Stewart, and do you get recognized all the time for those campaigns? Ashley Stewart, I modeled with them for five years. It was wow. great. Yeah, they are a great client. I love Ashley Stewart. The people there, they become family, and uh, it was a, it's a great client to work for. Um, five years, and I love what they are. I love what they represent, and, you know, and, yeah, Ashley Stewart. And so do you get recognized a lot when those ads are out? There's an Ashley Stewart in my building where I live, and people would see my pictures, outside on the windows and go in the store and recognize me. So where I am, the people who where I live know who I am. It's so when they like, recognize you, do they say anything or do they just stare at you? <laughs> no, they stare, and then if they give the courage, they say something, and I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so, right, that's me. <laughs> so, you know, you model with Ashley Stewart a lot, and you have a lot of, of major clients under your belt, under your belt. And there was a recent blog uh, written by um, a blogger named Sasha Fierce about how black plus-size models are underrepresented in the industry. So even though you're a very successful model, do you feel you have all of the same opportunities in the industry as your white counterparts? Um, it's 50-50. I mean, when you're representing a company, automatically I think they're going to choose either a blonde or a brunette. And then they might they might say, oh, okay, you know, maybe we should have a black model in there. And you know, I feel like there are some disadvantages and there are mm-hmm. some advantages. It depends on the company and who you represent and what they want you to be. Mhm. Now, when opportunities do exist for black plus size models, do you feel sometimes it's geared towards the lighter complexion, ambiguous look? Has that been an ongoing challenge for your career? Because um, when I first started, I noticed there was a lot of light-skinned black models with curly hair that were working. Right. And I was like, God, my hair is not curly. Like, what should I do? You know. And I talked to my stylist, my hairstylist, Will Robinson. I love him to death. To death. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's like, let's just change it up. So I put a weave in. I got a long, longer hair, and I started working a lot. You know. And I'm hmm. not to say that you know, not having curly hair, you can't work, but. Um, it did, like, set me apart a little bit, I think, and I got a lot of jobs from it, and, you know. You have to and, when, and I think that's um, amazing for you because it's kind of like the odds are against you in some ways, and you're still doing a whole bunch of stuff, so that's just awesome. Thank you. 
Um, now you are also quoted in an article on CNN.com saying that we don't have to take our clothes off for you to be able to see that we're plus size. And you were referring to a, um, a recent magazine spread, uh, spread. I think it was V uh, magazine. So has there been a career choice of yours to not do risque photo shoots? And have you had to turn down jobs because of it? No, but the, I was referring to Glamour magazine when they had oh. all those beautiful plus girls and they were, you know, naked. And I was like, oh, okay, I understand what they were trying to go and trying to do. But it seems like every plus size woman they featured was naked. I'm like, you know, God, okay, we know our body shapes. We know what we look like. I don't understand why we always have to take our clothes off for it. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't saying it was a bad thing, but I'm just like, okay, we know we're a size 14, 12, 16. You know, we can show ourselves wearing clothes that are, you know, at the Gap, Banana, Versace, you know, right. Saint Laurent. That's what I was saying. I was like, we don't always have to be naked. There are clothes that fit our body types that are expensive or on the lower end. But would you do a nude photo shoot? Uh, oof, nude. I don't know. I don't know if my mom would like that too much. <laughs> <laughs> painted <laughs> so I did a sports illustrator and they paint and cover I'm like yeah mom I'm new but technically you know I'm covered yeah I would I would welcome that <laughs> so and when you speaking you just you know said about your mom and um you know I guess you um take in consideration your family and different things that you do and I wonder if religion plays a part because from your name I assume you're Muslim is that true it is true. So how does your religious beliefs play a part um, of your decisions about what you're willing to do and not do as far as your modeling career? It plays a pretty big part. I ha- it's like I have my mom on our, my right side saying, okay, uh, maybe this is a little too risque. I mean, I, re- I remember when I got my first big bra campaign for Playtax, and I was just it's just me in a bra. There's nothing risque about it. There's nothing hanging over, hanging mm-hmm. under, whatever. Everything's intact. And But Mama was like, uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> Mama was like, uh, I don't know if this is very Islamic. And I'm like, you know, Mom, I'm not doing anything that's grotesque. I'm here. I'm just promoting a bra and playtex. And, you know, I'm not doing anything crazy. My legs aren't spread open. I'm not, right. you know. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, it was very simple. And, you know, she had a hard time with it, but she understands the industry I'm in. And you have to promote people. And if me being in a bra is going to make another woman feel better about herself and better about her breasts, then I'm all for it. So do you shy away from, like, lingerie and swimsuits or you go for mm-hmm. it all? No, no, I'll go for it all. As long as it's in good taste, it's not grotesque, yes, I I go for it all. Oh, awesome. So do you have anything coming up that we can be on the lookout for? I'm on Deb Shops right now. You can go to debshops.com and see me. Um, I'm there. Uh, hopefully, you know, I know it's a recession right now. Things have slowed down, and I'm just very thankful for the companies that I am working for, like Deb Shops and Ashley Stewart and Cole, so I have to be very thankful for that that's coming my way. Yeah. And do you have an official website? You're not really on the Internet that much, huh? I'm not. I'm kind of old school when it comes to that. The Facebook thing, MySpace, and website. Twitter. I don't know. I, Twittering, yeah. I, I don't know if people want to know I'm going to the bathroom right now or, you know. I, <laughs> <laughs> but we want to know your your campaigns that are coming up, though. 
I'm very humble in that way. It's like if people see me and say, oh, hey, I saw that, that's great. That means more to me than me sending out a mass uh, Facebook or email or Twitter <laughs> account telling them, like, oh, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. You know, like I just, I've never been that person. I've always been very humble, and I like to think I'm a little shy. I, my personality is very outgoing, and I'm loud and obnoxious sometimes, but I've never been that person to like, oh, hey, did you see me? I did this campaign. You know, like, you know. I did, a, I did a commercial for my ally, and I was like, yeah, I did a commercial. I told my close friends, and I was in. People recognized me, they recognized me. But if not, it's okay. <laughs> so you're not into self-promoting too much. I, I'm not, but maybe I should be in this day and age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I was I looking, I was searching for some stuff about you and looking online. I was like, she's real low profile. I am low profile, but maybe I should be more open. Maybe I should have my face out there everywhere so they can get sick of me real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for being on the show. It was a pleasure talking with you. And I think this is, we've never met in person, but I know a lot of people would think we would have because you were in the Flawless Calendar in 2008. I know. I just pulled out that CD and I saw it and I was like, oh, my God, I remember doing this. This is wonderful. I wasn't I in New York when you did the photo shoot, so we still have yet to meet in person. Yes, Jamil was so it was so nice of her to ask me to be in it. I loved it. Yes, I did love you it. rocked and it. Thank you very much for having me on on air. I should say thank you for recognizing me, and thank you very much, Janice. Yes, and continued success with your career. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Maybe I'll I'll let you know if I'm on Facebook. <laughs> Okay, you have to look me up then. Yes. All right, enjoy the rest of your evening. You too, honey. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And that is Muslima, and I know you've seen her definitely at Ashley Stewart, but she's all over the place. Um, Very beautiful chocolate model, and I'm very proud of her and her accomplishments. And up next is one of our Plus Model Radio contributors, Sage. Let's see if we can get Sage on the line. Hi, Sage. Are you there? I sure am. How are you doing tonight? Good. So what question do you have for us tonight? So tonight I have a question, Shanice, from Kylie in Dallas. And she asked, what modeling advice could I give for going to her first job? Okay. And um, I was thinking about that. The first thing I would recommend would be to research the company. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's also really good if you're going uh, to a casting for them. Mm, you so you. Google I've them. always been surprised that some people don't do that <laughs> because it just gives you a feel for you know what you're walking into, what they're looking for, what they like, the pictures they choose, if they like smiley, if they like sexy. And I, I think that would be a great place to start. Um, so always do your research. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I think it's really important. And um, let's see. Bring flesh-colored undergarments. Yes. That is very important. Don't come with your bright pink bra. And um, I think <laughs> people would be surprised what um, what goes on sometimes. But, um, yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um but well, they need to color. Google model bag maybe so to know where yes, all the tag yes, in a model bag. Yes, exactly. But do you'd be surprised. There's girls who are, you know, they do work and they still, 
don't like seem it. to bring stuff sometimes. I don't know, but um, I don't know. I'm I'm very much like be prepared, be prepared, be prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, facing like an onset emergency is so unpleasant. Right. And ultimately, what it could result in is you looking like really bad in the garment. And the whole right. point of being there is to make the garment look good. And often, um, clients they hire the people back. Um, who sell the most clothes, they do studies. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, like Land's End, for example, they can they can tell you who who sold the most. Um, yeah, and it's interesting. I've heard from different clients that some models, they can put anything on and the clothes will sell. Really? And so and that's have the models that get the most work. Year. Yes. And so it's just that important to make every garment look good and like what you're wearing underneath really really helps mm-hmm. the foundation and, too yes and like the bra that is deep cut because maybe the the shirt is or strapless whatever is going to make it look good and minimizers for some garments and then pads for another but you would never really need a push-up bra would you because the plus modeling is pretty conservative typically absolutely especially for catalog stuff maybe for editorial it would be a great thing just to have it in there because it seems like whatever you know the weirdest thing that's asked for the one time you don't bring it is the time that it's needed that you need it right yeah um i think other advice would be to a, a big one also is like hang up the clothes after yeah, don't you, leave them all over the floor. Yeah, yeah, that's not nice. I think I think it's just the same, the old like adage. Don't you know, pick up after yourself. Right. Your mother isn't on set. You're a grown up. Right. And yeah, and unless you're pushed for time and they don't want you to hang it up, they want you to hand it to them because you guys are hurrying, or you're hanging it on a hanger that has a different some code and you be confused otherwise definitely like hang it up um and then just the basic come with a clean face clean hair unless otherwise specified by your booker um and a big one also is don't talk about your problems at work (laughs) don't talk about your boyfriend no don't talk about any little thing that's i don't know i really think that i you know best case scenario leave your problems at the door Mm-hmm. And because um, you can actually see yourself. that in the photos, if you're kind of oh, nervous or it's mad, so it's so true. I, I've had like one or two shoots over the last day. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that's the other line. It's so embarrassing that it's busting through. But um, oh, I've had okay. like one or two over the last um, decade where I was really sad that day, and it was so hard not to have it come through. Mm-hmm. But you were able to pull it off? Yes, because at the end of the day, that keeping that one client is worth so much in the long term when you look at it over a year or years. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and you might feel really close to the makeup artist or stylist or whomever, but I think it's just best to keep... If you can, like I remember my dog was, uh, he was, uh, 
he pulled off the leash and was running through the city with no collar, and he was gone for eight days while I traveled the whole time. Oh. And, like, three of the days, I went on all-night flights, showered in the airport in those stupid clubs, and, uh, yeah, I went straight to the shoot. So I was just really exhausted, well, and I knew you if have I... Why you shower? They don't give you uh, your schedule enough time? You could go to the hotel room and shower? Oh, no, because you need, you know, because, you know, checkout is, like, say, at 2... And then you go directly from the job to back to the airport. And then you can get certain credit cards where you get free membership to, like, Continental, American, and Delta, I think it is. And then they have showers in there. It's just so but hard to sleep on a that's flight. That's when you get to supermodel status. I don't well, think not even supermodel. I think it's just, you know, trying to keep up. Yeah. And I remember at first I was like, I don't know if I can do that. And they're like, well, all the straight size models do. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, but I mean, but but the point was, I was just like, I wouldn't even bring it up on shoots because I would be in tears, and I want, you, you know, you're right, you don't want to bring up that stuff because it will translate in front of the camera. Wow. Well, thank you for that info. That was very thank you so much for educational and informative. I hope I will get continue to get more questions on. Um, the public Facebook page, which is Sage Salzer Model, and or the Plus Model Radio blog. Yes. Well, thank you, Sage. It's always a pleasure. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. And last but definitely not least is Tracy Stern. And Tracy Stern has been an international plus model for 15 years. Her extensive career has taken her to many countries, including Australia, Spain, France, Italy, Germany, Greece, and South Africa. She has worked throughout Canada and the United States for many major clients, such as J.C. Penney, Vanity Fair Lingerie, Hanes, Sears, Fashion Bug, Macy's, Dillard's, and many more. Her international clients include Quell, Germany, and Quell, France, and Peter Meyer, Germany, and Claudia Magazine, Poland. In her career, Tracy has graced the runway in Canada, the U.S., and Australia, where she walked in their Spring Fashion Week 2002, sponsored by Cosmopolitan Magazine, Australia, and L'Oreal, Paris. Tracy is currently working with Macy's Midwest as a guest commentator for their Women's Way events and recently founded the Understudies Fashion and Modeling Etiquette Institute, which is the first business school for the fashion industry. Let's welcome Tracy to the show. Hi, Tracy. How are you? I'm good, Shanice. How are you? Good. Well, thank you so much for being with us this evening. Now, you oh, definitely. Thanks for having me. You're definitely um, a veteran in the industry, and you've done so much. So how did you get started in plus-size modeling? Well, I started my career, my modeling career at age five. Actually, I wouldn't even call it a career at that age. It was more like, ooh, this is cute. Um, And my mom liked to dress me up. I turned professional in my 20s uh, as I was coming out of uh, university in Canada, and I had wanted to model my whole entire life, and I had gone to the straight size agencies, and I had met with, you know, I'd gone to the Fords and, and in Toronto, and they're all like, well, you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight. And this was in the early 90s when the plus size industry was sort of just kind of breaking through, and models like Emmy and um, Christine Alls, and they, you know, they were kind of making their way for us. And 
my mom was going through the yellow pages and said, hey, uh, Tracy, there's this agency here called Plus Figure Models. Why don't you go talk to them? So went in, had a meeting with them, and they said, we love you just the way you are. Don't change a thing. Here's the contract. Wow. So at that point, I was like, wow, I don't have to do anything. You'll take me just as I am. Um, So you you were just handed a contract when you walked in immediately? Pretty much the first meeting, yeah. They, uh, I met with the agent who kind of did the, uh, you know, the cold call with me, the cattle call. Met with me one-on-one, and I was a size 14 at the time, 21-ish years old, and uh, he brought the owner of the agency in, and she kind of sat down with me, and she's just like, you know, we think you're perfect. You're, I'm 5'11", you know, I'm very proportionate. And they said, you're perfect. Said, Don't change a thing. And, and they gave me a contract, and took it home to my mom, and um, they actually, my mom went in to meet with them, too, and they ended up getting her a contract, and my mom did a couple of photo shoots as well as a mature Really? Couple. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Your mom was a plus model as well? Um, she did a couple of shoots for a local client in Canada called Eaton, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, so she, you know, she, she did her a little thin with it, but she was working full-time, and it was really difficult for her to get time off to go to do the jobs because they're very sporadic. And so she, you know, she's like, it was fun, but it's not my calling, but, you know, and kind of left me, you know, to live that life on my own. Well, how do you think the plus industry has changed over the last 10 years? Um, well, I definitely, definitely say it's become more visible. Um, some of the stuff that really hasn't changed, it's kind of like trends, you know, in the 80s, fluorescents were in, and then they went out. Mm-hmm. And, then they went, and then they came back. And then, you know... Floods went in, you know, floods were in and floods were out and so on and so forth. And I think the plus size industry is sort of a, a mimic of that kind of thing. You know, one season we're a trend and everybody wants us, and then the next season, you know, or, or the next year, nobody wants anything to do with us. And then the next year we're hot again, and then the next year we're not. And, and, and so I think even though we're more visible, I definitely think that people still don't take us seriously. Mm-hmm. And you've done a lot of modeling overseas. How does the overseas plus industry compare to the U.S.? I think it's a little more equal overseas. Um, I mean, you definitely make more money overseas than you do in the American market. Oh, really? Like oh, yeah. I mean, I would get booked for a job in Germany with Quella, and they would be for five days at, you know, $2,000 day rate, and you're working there for a week to pay your expenses. And, you know, you come home after a week with the Germans and you're making 10 grand. The American clients, there's not really American clients who have catalogs that would take a week to shoot specifically for plus sizes. So we might get a day or two, um, you know, Kohl's might hire you for a couple of hours or Ula Popkin U.S. might hire you for a couple of days or just one day to shoot their catalog. But there's not really one U.S. client that can sustain a plus-size model for a week's worth of shooting. And so, therefore, in the U.S., you might only work for one day or two days, and you wouldn't make nearly as much. So you definitely, as a plus-size model, want to get in with the Europeans because they definitely, um, I just think it's a larger market and more acceptable over there. They don't, they're not as superficial, I guess, without being insulting. Okay, because I always thought U.S. had the biggest plus industry and it was the biggest and the brightest. Well, we do have the biggest, but it may not. See, here's the fun thing. I started modeling in Canada in Toronto, and Canadian clients 
it was very difficult to get in with Canadian clients. So after getting a couple of jobs and some tears under my belt, I moved to Chicago and signed a contract with Elite Model Management. And then I started to work locally in Chicago, and they started to direct book me through the United States, and my book started to get more tears. Well, because even though I was trained in Canada and I went through classes in Canada and I learned about a model bag in Canada and my agency invested in me, when I came to the States, all of a sudden Canadian clients wanted to book me. Because uh, other industries other than the United States look at plus-size models and models in general from the U.S. as being more experienced. Oh, okay. So they will actually pay more money to book me through my Chicago agency than they would have to book me through Toronto. So mm-hmm. as a Canadian model living in the United States to work for a Canadian client, I was actually respected more than I was as a Canadian model living in Canada and being booked through a Canadian agency. No, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. It, it's really kind of backwards. But the way the world sees American models is that, you know, we're more professional, we're more put together. Um, and we have more experience, which is true in the sense because we have, see, for we have let's say 25 plus size clients nationally throughout the, you know, throughout the United States, and that's a very modest, low number. But I'm just, you know, hypothetically speaking, you go to Germany, and Germany might only have five. Okay. So they look at it at going, okay, well, the U.S. has all these, you know, plus size clients, and they have these large agencies, and they have more plus size models, but we're also a larger country. You know, okay. if you broke it down to, you know, just the state of Texas, which is, you know, I think even bigger than, than the country of Germany, it mm-hmm. might be relative. But when you're looking at country versus country, you know, per capita, we actually, you know, we absolutely have more to offer. And so our models do tend to get more experience because there's more here. Hmm, very interesting. Now, besides modeling, you also do spokes modeling and commentating. So tell us about some of the um, things you've done in that uh, part of the industry. Well, on my trip to Australia, I have, I met a United States Navy sailor, and uh, I fell in love and relocated from Miami Beach to Toledo, Ohio. And Toledo, Ohio is not known as the Mecca of fashion. Right. Um, so I kind of had to get really inventive with getting local work. And what ended up happening is I aligned myself with, um, with a school and um, – it was a, it's a very that's a very long story and that's a whole other show, Shanice. But um, I, I aligned myself and did some you know teaching and and did some modeling classes and things like that. And then I auditioned for uh, a local commercial. And um, long story short, I ended up being cast as a host for two different programs. One was for the the WB, the local WB affiliate at the time, that's now the CW, but then also for the local NBC station in Toledo, Ohio, and I was doing freelance reporting, and I was doing on the spot, and some of it was uh, previously was written, scripted, and then the other part was completely ad-lib, so it kind of allowed me, one, to be really personable and show my side, and then the other side taught me how to be scripted and memorizing and doing multiple takes and, and whatnot, and so... After living in Toledo for a few years, my husband and I moved to Italy, and we spent three years working in Italy, and I started classes in Italy for young girls between the ages of 5 and 12, mm-hmm. and I was teaching etiquette and modeling. And we would do photo shoots, and we would do runway classes, and we would do little fashion shows for their parents and, and, and whatnot, and give the little, you know, they'd give these girls an idea of, you know, it didn't matter what size you were. It mattered how you took a picture. It mattered your personality. And it was just so much fun. 
Well, the local uh, morale, welfare, recreation department, which provides entertainment for the troops and, and puts on special events, mm-hmm. sort of caught wind of me, and they hired me as a freelance MC. And okay. so I started hosting live events for the MWR and the Navy Exchange in Europe, and I would help, you know, I would host and work with local bands that they would bring in, and I would work, you know, three-day events for them and whatnot for the troops. And so that sort of developed my emceeing and my hosting. So I came back to the States, and that seems to be carrying on now and, and moving me into a new direction. So um, as you mentioned, you started classes overseas, but now you uh, brought it to your hometown and you started a institute. And it's called the Understudies Fashion and Modeling Etiquette Institute. So tell us more about that. Well, the one thing that I've noticed, when I moved to Hampton Roads, Virginia, uh, Virginia Beach, basically, in 2008, I noticed that the industry here was really missing a lot of stuff. And, and I was trying to find local work because, I, I, you know, it doesn't matter what I'm doing as long as I'm, I'm in the field that I love and, and that's modeling. And so I was looking for local work, and it's just not an organized area as far as fashion is concerned. And so I had a lot of these kids coming to me that had a lot of talent and a lot of potential, and I just had nowhere to go. And um, I didn't know where to send them because there really isn't anything locally. And then God sort of presented a concept to me called understudies. And as I've mentioned, I've been teaching for years, and I used to actually teach the green models on the board at Irene Marie in Miami Beach when I was based there. And uh, any of the new girls that would come in, I would do little boot camps with them and, you know, get them up to speed as to what to expect on jobs and how they should act and, and so on and so forth. And basically everything that your previous caller was talking about, and, you know, I was just sitting here on the other end of the phone just nodding my head going, yep, you know, do your research, yep, bring nude bras, yep, you know. Typically, mm-hmm. agencies don't invest that in their models. They get their models, and the models learn it the hard way. And so what I did is with my business partner, who is also my brother, um, I went through and I said, well, what did I learn as a model? Well, the one thing I learned is that I'm a business and I'm a product, and I'm a product that other companies hire to market their product. And if I don't represent myself and sell myself the best, then I can't convince them to hire me to sell their product. And, you know, what what your previous caller said about, um, you know, them doing, they do focus groups and they do, you know, look at the model that sells the most clothes. That's very accurate because that's, and then that model will rebook and rebook and rebook. So that's why, you know, some girls just have campaigns for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started Understudies as the first business trade school for the fashion industry, and our curriculum covers everything from branding, uh, product, marketing. We do accounting classes, financial planning, budgeting. We do dance classes, self-defense classes. Uh, every model takes an introductory photography course. They take uh, hair and makeup, skin care. I mean, we literally have incorporated 15 years of my life and experience as a model into a business school program. Wow. Now, um, before we move on to the next question, I just want to tell the audience that um, we're running out of time, so the live stream is going to end, but we're going to finish the interview, and you can hear the rest of this interview on the website and the archives because it's a lot of more um, good information. Um, we just ran a little long tonight, but we're going we're gonna to get all the info still. So um, what do you say to critics? that will say that you don't need to go to a school or be trained to be a model? Um, I would say that that's 50% true Um, because basically a lot of the stuff you're going to learn on the job. But 
if you want to have longevity and you want to treat this as a business, you absolutely need some sort of training. Now, whether it's business school, whether it's, I mean, you don't need to go and take, um, you know, go to a school, what these so-called modeling schools. You don't need to walk into one of these modeling schools that have instructors that don't know what they're doing. Um, and one of the perfect example of this is I was watching America's Next Top Model one season, and they had a girl audition for, uh, you know, wanted to be one of the models on the show, and she came out and, you know, Tyra Banks asked her, so, you know, what do you do? She goes, well, I'm a runway coach at a modeling school in, you know, um, some small town America. Mm-hmm. And Tyra's like, oh, so you've modeled before. And she's like, no, I've never modeled before. <laughs> and I'm just thinking to myself, you could not pay me to stand in front of one of the world's leading supermodels who's made most of her money on the runway and tell her you're a runway instructor, yet you've never walked a runway professionally in your entire life. No credibility. Right, exactly. And that's what a lot of these modeling schools do is they prey on the fact that, you know, they prey on the dreams of the young. And to be a model, there's no union to protect them. There's no, there's nothing out there that says, you know, whether they can be or can't be. It's not like acting where acting has unions, where they have SAG and AFTRA, and, and in right. order to be taken seriously, you have to pay and become part of the union, and the union protects you, and if you have the SAG tag behind your name, it means that you've done X amount of work and whatnot. In the modeling world, there's no regulation, so there's no one to verify what's authentic and what's not, and it's, so it really is an open breeding ground for scams. And... So for you to say, no, you don't need to go to a modeling school because there are modeling schools that aren't, they've never had a practical day in their life of this industry. And when I, that's one of the things I battle on a daily basis is I get, you know, kids that call me up and go, do I have to pay to be a part of your agency? You know, mm-hmm. do I have to, and I'm thinking to myself, you poor thing. You know, like they've just been completely blindsided and brainwashed into thinking that, you know, illegitimacy is the accurate way to describe this industry. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's part of my mission to set out and go, look, I'm legitimate. You know, I have the background to prove it, and that's why we didn't create a modeling school. We Mm -hmm. created a business etiquette school. So Mm -hmm. what we're teaching, whether they're a model or a photographer or a hair and makeup artist or even a starter designer, we teach them all business sense, and it's a trade school. So, it's not a modeling school, and that's one thing, you know, I'm, I'm very adamant about is, is I don't own a modeling school, I don't run a modeling school because I don't teach modeling, I teach business, but it's mm-hmm. focused, centered around the fashion industry. And besides um, that project, you also have an understudies model management. Now tell us more about that. Yeah, I've never wanted to own an agency. Um, I... In my in my experience with models, models, majority speaking, aren't necessarily, there's quite a few that just, you know, aren't the sharpest tools in the shed, and I don't have a lot of, I don't have really good bedside manner when it comes to hand-holding and, and coddling and things like that, and, and it's, you know, that's just my personality. I've never really been good at that, and so running an agency is a lot like babysitting is, you know, you get a lot of kids that come in and you have to stay on top of them and you have to, you know, and I just don't have that that kind of patience level. So owning an agency was never my goal in life. But with understudies, the students 
that come through who have the potential to go to New York or go to Los Angeles or go to Milano or go to Paris or anything that there's nobody here to help them. Mm -hmm. And so what I did is I created an in-house agency so that the graduates who have this stellar education behind them and practical because part of the part of the curriculum at understudies is that the students are required to produce their own photo shoots, do their own hair and makeup, and then, you know, sit down with me and edit their film so that they get a concept of the whole, you know, what goes into it. So you're and, not like you're not like their manager that books jobs for them. It's just like personal one on one career coaching in a sense. Basically, yeah. And, and so after that, they need somewhere to go to get them jobs. And so what Understudies Model Management does is it gives them the training that they need to build a relationship with an agent. So it right. teaches them how to take bookings. It teaches them how to, you know, what the lingo is in the industry and how to build a comp card and how to, you know, have their portfolio on the web. And it just kind of, it's sort of an introductory way to to get them to understand the relationship between model and agent before they hit a market like New York where, you know, they'll get eaten alive if they can't keep up. Right, right. Now, uh, with your model management, you have different divisions. Um, right. One of them is plus size. So are you currently looking for plus size models to represent? I am, and you wouldn't believe how hard it is to find them. Because of your area? I guess, I, you know, I mean, I've seen them, and, I mean, I have one girl who I was, you know, they look at me like I'm crazy when I walk up to them because I meet them in the grocery store, or I meet them, you know, at the IHOP or wherever I meet them, and I'm just like, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but have you ever thought about modeling? You know, and then I approach them, well, you know, have you ever thought of being a plus-size model? And believe it or not, the, you know, the, the, the note plus beside them as a model, they still look at it, you know, almost yeah, offensively. Yeah, they get offended probably. Yeah, they do. And, you know, I have to explain to them, you know, who I am, what my background is, and I have to validate myself. And it's kind of frustrating because I don't like the name drop and I don't like to, you know, toot my own horn and things like that. But over the years, as a product, I've had to market myself in order to stay relevant and so on and so forth. So, but for me to go out and, you know, solicit talent and things like that, it's really kind of frustrating that I can't find plus-size models locally, you know, to get into the industry. I have straight sizes and I have juniors and I have men and for some pluses are just like I'm the only one on the board. No, I'm not my own agent. I, I have a I actually have a, an agent who runs the agency for me because it's very you know, I can't represent myself, that's counterproductive. But um you so know what I, are I you, what are you looking for? Like um there's a lot of plus size models that are listening and I'm sure some are in the area. But um are you looking for a certain stats, the industry stats? Absolutely. I mean, for me, I've learned enough about the industry to know that if you're a beautiful girl and you have a drop-dead gorgeous face, there's a market for you. Mm-hmm. So even if you're a full-figured girl, but you're not, you don't meet the height requirements of the industry, then we're not going to market you as a plus-size model. We're going to market you as, as a beauty model, and we're going to hit cosmetics industry, and we're going to, you know, so we, we have to focus on your strengths, not your weaknesses. And... Um, you know, so if the girl is a phenomenal talent and she's got the looks for it and stuff, then, you know, I won't turn her away. But I'm also not going to lie to someone if they walk in the door and they're a five foot five and they're a size 16. And um, I- I'm not going to lie to them and say, yeah, you can be a plus size model. Mm-hmm. That's just cruel, you know. And I want to be as real with them as possible. The industry standards are five foot 10 to six foot and even five foot nine, you know, if you're super fabulous like Kate Dillon. 
and, you know, you need to be proportionate, even though, you know, I mean, as plus sizes, we come literally in every shape and size, and, and I describe us as snowflakes because there's no two that are alike. You have apple shapes and pear shapes and hourglasses, and, you know, you have long legs and short torsos and, and vice versa. And so, you know, I'm looking for industry standards, of course, because that's what's going to sell. And, of course, I want the best product to sell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can't market a plus-size model to a company like Fashion Bug if it doesn't fit the aesthetics of the company. It's, it's just, it just doesn't work. And so right now you're looking only for models in Virginia, not um, in just across the United States. No, well, the problem is is that my, my big thing is on development. I mean, I, I'll take a model that is represent, you know, that lives in Los Angeles. The thing is is that it's going to be very difficult with me to develop them and, and get them to where they need to be in the industry. Because I do everything from producing photo shoots to hiring photographers and, and, you know, interviewing photographers to shoot the talent, interviewing hair and makeup artists. I mean, they have to adhere to the standards that I've become accustomed to working in this industry for 15 years. I've worked right. with the best of the best. I've worked with professionals. And if you don't live up to the standards that I'm used to, that means you don't live up to the standards of the industry. And I'm not going to waste my time or my model's time on you going and shooting them when the pictures they're going to get are completely useless. So if someone is listening and want to submit, how do they get their pictures to you? They can go to the understudies.us website or the understudies model management, which is www.usmmva.com. They can do a model submission. They can contact me on Facebook. I mentor a lot of up-and-coming plus-size models on Facebook. And they can just, Tracy Stern, I'm on Facebook. They can friend request me. Um, I'm very approachable. And, you know, I didn't get to where I was in this industry without having the help of those that went before me. And, you know, my biggest thing is just making sure they're prepared and making sure that they know how this industry works. And, unfortunately, if they're in Los Angeles, I'm on the opposite coast. And there's not really a lot I can do in person but I can definitely give them the resources that they need through the Internet at least. And then if I do come out to L.A., then I can make arrangements to meet with them in person and, you know, go through it that way. Okay. So do you have anything coming up that we can be on the lookout for? Um, actually, I um, there's a couple things. Well, one, I'm doing regional emceeing. I'm commentating now for Macy's Regional. Mm-hmm. And I've done a couple shows, did one in Chicago, one in St. Louis recently, and that seems to be going really, really well, and I absolutely love it. But there's one really big thing on the horizon, and um, I really can't get into detail because I can't discuss it um, due to legal things, but I am number one on the list of a reality show. Oh, uh-oh. A pilot. And it's not one of these plus-size reality shows. Let's just say You're not that. looking it for is, love on the show, are you? No, no, no. I'm <laughs> happily married with two beautiful children and completely content with my life. Um, okay. <laughs> no, this is actually, you know, and I'm kind of, I'm really looking forward to it because it's actually going to be a show that's not going to focus on me being a plus-size. Oh, okay. You know, okay. it's going to focus on me being me and me being the best size 14 that I can be living the life that, you know, God has given me and, um, you know, focusing on that instead of focusing on segregating me and saying, oh, she's such a pretty girl and she's a plus size. So that justifies me being a 14. You know, um, it's a show that actually I, I don't have to justify the fact that I'm a size 14 and it's a natural size. You know, I, I play volleyball two hours every week and, 
Um, I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old boy that I chase after on a constant basis, and I eat three meals a day, and, you know, I'm, I'm healthy for, you know, for my my background. So right. for me, I, I'm really looking forward to it, that it's a show that's not about plus sizes. It's well, about as soon as women. You can, as soon as you can announce it, you'll have to let me know so I can announce it on the show. So absolutely, absolutely. You will be you'll be one of the first. Um, so I mean, it, it's been an absolute pleasure and an honor for you, for me to speak with you tonight. So I'm thrilled, and you know, I definitely will keep that line of communication open with you. Well, thank you. And um, tell us your official website. Well, I do not have an official website anymore. Uh, I used to, and I probably will get back into it, but. When I took time off to start a family and really focus on that, I sort of backed out of the industry for a few years and, and took a little bit of a hiatus. And so after moving to Europe and living in Europe for three years and coming home, the way that the market works now is a little bit different. So um, I, I will be developing a new website, especially if this reality show takes off. But, you know, I'm using the social media way. I'm going, you know, I'm on Facebook. I'm on MySpace, although I don't use MySpace. But your um, school has a website. Yes, my school has a website, and that's uh, www.understudies.us. But if you want to follow me as a model and follow, you know, things that I'm doing and endeavors that I'm doing, pretty much just find that on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show. We went way over, but it was worth it. You had a lot of good information. Uh, you know, when I when I saw the the list of, of questions, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, girl, I can talk about just one of these for like four hours. Um, you know, if there's one thing that God gave me, it was a gift of gab. So I could probably do a three hour hour. I could do a three hour radio show with just me, honey. I'm telling you. Oh well, I'll have to get you back on with more time. <laughs> well, I would be honored. I, I it's been a pleasure talking to you, and and it. You know, it means a lot that you are out there and you're, you know, providing an outlet for women, you know, not just plus-size models because it, it's, it goes so much bigger than that, and, and I know you're aware of that. But, right. you know, there's just, there's such it's so important for women to just accept themselves and understand that it's okay to be themselves. You know, if we all look the same, the world would just be such a boring place. Right, right. So. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and continued success with your career and projects. Well, thanks, Denise. Same to you. Look forward to meeting you one day. Yes, me too. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. You too. And thank you to all of our fabulous guests this evening. Tune in next time and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you but keep you connected with the Curvy community. If you're interested in advertising on our show being or being a guest, visit the website at www.plusmodelradio.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join our fan page on Facebook at facebook.com slash plusmodelradio. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting Plus Model Radio. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed.